This is the unadulterated Word of God, coming to you from Savannah Ministries. We build up believers unto maturity. We raise ministers for the end-time harvest. We preach the Word of God with signs and wonders following. And we use the Word of God to meet the needs of mankind. It's just for you alone. When, if you try to explain to somebody else, they might start thinking something's wrong with you. You know? If you explain to somebody, it might need, it just won't make sense to them. I pray to God that God will reveal to us more revelation in the name of Jesus. That you, every one of us, we have an, a personal understanding of what that name is to you. Amen. In my name. In my name. Hallelujah. God told me, it's not just in my authority, it's in my name. I'll tell you something. Why did God say to Jesus, I've glorified you. Come sit at my right hand. Till, my, till I make your enemies your footstool. Where was Jesus sitting before he left to come down to earth? Where was Jesus? Was he sitting on the ground? Have you ever thought about that? What was Jesus without glory? The angels knew Jesus. You know why I know that the demons knew him? When they seen him, he said, You are the Holy One of God. They knew him. They didn't know him like, oh, we can see the anointing in your life. It's because they know him from heaven. Jesus said, I saw, Lucifer, I saw Satan fall down to the earth. So he, then, they knew each other. But something happened to Jesus that was different. And the revelation God told me was that the glory that he has now is different from the glory he had before. Why do you think Satan said, if I had known, I will not have crucified him. He said, I would not have crucified this man. A lot of us think it's just because, yeah, you know, he, he saw the glory that has come on Jesus. And that glory has been transferred to you and me. That's a glory that no matter how we explain with words, we cannot find ways to describe. Literally, the vision in my head is like, when you see the glory that God has put on Jesus, is the glory that the Father has. That glory that no other person had. The glory the Father has. And that's glory is given unto us. That revelation, when it hit me, I said, God, open my eyes to understand this glory. And God told me that glory, you know, here, when you want to show, you know what I mean by show? Yeah, I am, it might be money, it might be clothes, it might be cars, it might be house, it might be whatever you have. In heaven is glory. <laughs> it's heaven, it's glory. And there is show in heaven, believe it or not. When you say I receive a crown, there is show they will be glorified and there will be people that will suffer loss. There are people that will be like, it's an eternal loss. My gosh, this guy, I got him saved. The currency, the, the way you, the distinguishing thing between you and the next place when in heaven will be glory. Amen. It is that glory that Satan saw that the child. What did I do? Amen. To visualize that that glory is, is what we have. Not when we get to heaven, we have it now. If you can have that visualization that we are seated, when he say we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that's what he's saying. He's saying that you are as he is in heaven. 
So are you here? That glory, if you know, I was, you know, sometimes you start, sometimes you do have to use your imagination. God gave it for a reason. I was thinking about and the word I thought. I mean, I've, I've watched this movie before, Matrix. And when when the guy, you know, his eyes open, when he looks, he sees codes, you know, binary numbers. He doesn't see people like you and my, you and everybody else seeing. He's like, I just if our eyes open and you look, I look at Pastor Ekana right now. What I'm looking at is not, it's not that Malam there, Malam Abdurrahman, Abdurrahim, so Abdul Kadir, sorry, is it Abdul, Abdul something? <laughs> it's not Pastor Maman Ikana Abdul Kadiri. If you don't know, that's his full name. <laughs> Amen. Sorry, uh, Reverend Solomon Obandoma. I'm so happy to see you. I have not seen you since I left Zaria. Uh, but I've been, I have followed your ministry online. You won't believe it. I usually go and check. And um, I mean, you have been an inspiration to me. Thank you so much sir, for coming. Hallelujah. Today, one of the things I pray that God will open our eyes to see. Like, uh, like the guy in Matrix, when you look at <laughs> Pastor Nugwa, you're not just seeing, oh, that's Pastor Nugwa there. You're seeing the glory. When you see the glory, do you know your mindset changes? Your mindset changes. There are people who you may have known as children. And I know some of you here when you were kids. I know some of you in primary school. <laughs> but I cannot deal with you like that anymore. I'm going to go to Ankpa in those days with my sense. Please go and get me water, please. <laughs> but you have changed. When, the, when you look at yourself, you know, I have changed. There are some things that will just suddenly become impossible anymore in my life because of where I am. Amen. Okay, let me say, uh, let's start, with, uh, let's start for seven minutes. I'm sure we can do something there. What I want to talk today about is we are finishing, it's not finishing, but we are finishing the sessions on camp meeting. And we're just going to do something. We, we, we've had, I mean, I've been blessed. I have been transformed. I have been changed. My, I've received revelations I've, I've received a touch of the Holy Ghost. But there's something that occurred to me that you can receive you can receive abundance today. Massive abundance. And it happens to everyone. You get a touch of the Holy Ghost and what you're believing God happens. The contract you are trusting God for, the job you are looking for, the marriage you are believing God for, the baby you are, you are, you are trusting God for, you get it this year. And it happens. But it's just like um, any other thing. When it happens, what do you do when the other things that will come and life will come? Life will come. You know what I mean by life will come? When the tap is turned on and the blessings flow in, it's not just going to come with blessings also. There will be trials. There will be attempts to close that tap. There will be pressures. What do you do after all this great word we have received? What do we do with the word? The worst thing you can do is to pretend to yourself and not have the ability to say, no, it's mine. The devil, you're not going to steal these blessings. You're not going to stop it. You're not going to... And that's what we're going to learn today. The word of God we have heard today, the Bible calls it in the book of Matthew chapter 13, as a seed. That we read the parable... But you usually hear the parable of the sower. It's not a parable of the sower. You know the, you know the real meaning of that parable? It's the parable of the seeds. It's not a parable of the sower because the sower 
The soil was just like, it could have as well been a machine, just driving through the farm and throwing seeds in the farm. It's the seeds. The seed we have received today, we received yesterday, we received from the beginning of camp meeting. That is what sustains. In fact, I was, I was meditating yesterday and I realized a lot of us, when we think about it, we think about seeds in terms of like corn or beans. And God told me, don't, don't, don't think about it. Think about it as grass. That's the best thing to describe. You know grass, right? That grass that, that, grass that you weed today, you mow, you spray, you till off, even you put pavement and cover. And what happens after about two years, even with stone, the grass will not push out. Think about it as grass. Hallelujah. Let's read the Bible. Let's read um, Matthew chapter 13. I know Reverend told you people are going to laugh. Um, I don't know about laughing. <laughs> I don't know about laughing. But I'm laughing in my spirit. I am laughing in my spirit. Because God is creating opportunities for me to laugh. Yeah. I, people don't know what I'm saying. I, I know people, some of my people know. Pastor Mira knows why I'm laughing. Pastor Nuga knows why I'm laughing in my spirit. I'm laughing in my spirit. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know when the devil, I mean, I thought about it. Why will the devil try to bring this now? happened yesterday to me. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I said, he knew I'm going to preach today. Oh. He knew, didn't he? I'm talking to only two people here. <laughs> he knew what I'm talking. To. He knew, and he said, eh, uh, "We're going to disturb your night today." And I just kept getting phone calls. They said, "You must get back to London before four o'clock tomorrow." That is, it's so so so. And God just, you know what got to me eventually? After I talked to everybody, I said, "Well, it's morning." What? I said, "And you know what?" Push come to shove. Ten days of praying, reading your Bible, meditating and receiving from God. In the, and they will be serving you food. Don't worry. Bring on the quarantine. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> because you know, the first time I came, I said, you know what? Pack your bag. Head to the airport. You sort it when you get there. And that one said, you know what? Just head off to Ghana now. <laughs> when you get to Ghana. When you get to Ghana, you'll find some way. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're not bothered. Amen. Hallelujah. Bible says in verse, um, verse 3, that Jesus will Later that same day, Jesus left the house and oh, verse one, sorry. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the fields, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns and grew up and choked, sorry, among tons that grew up and choked on the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop. There was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as has been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. This is a popular parable. We always talk about it. When I, the visual, the understanding we've always had is that, yeah, you know, 
because Jesus explained later and said, when the farmer went and put, they put the seed, they said the seed is, is the word of God. It, 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 when, you, when the seed gets into, gets into people's heart, you know, the devil comes and steal it. And, and God told me there's a lot more deeper than that. The seeds that have been planted here, there are some people who have listened. They heard it, they jumped, they shouted, they were very happy when they heard it. It was so exciting. The jokes were amazing. And they sat down and cannot remember anything they heard. In fact, maybe when they were distributing rice, they forgot everything. They, Ooh, <laughs> rice. And they, well, how was service? Rice. Do you know that if you cannot remember a word of what you've heard, all you can remember is rice. It's gone. Amen. And God told me that, look, because there was something I was praying for when I, uh, before I left home. I said, God, I want, there are people that have believed you for things. It looks that like these things are stubborn. And as I was saying, God said, there's nothing that's stubborn. There's nothing that's stubborn. It's because he has not made the kind of, the kind of thing that will get rid of it. If you have stubborn grass in your house, or weed, and you have been cutting. If you get the right treatment, you will get rid of that grass. You won't even sweat. But if you use the wrong tool, I do a lot of woodworking. If you use, if I use the wrong tool, it's very hard. It's very hard. Try paint this ground with, or, or clean, wash, or scrub this floor with toothbrush. You know it's punishment, right? That's the classic punishment. Just line everybody up here at area, toothbrush, and I want it clean and sparkling. They'll be here 12, 2 a.m., 6 a.m. That's him. And he said, it's very hard to clean the floor. But just get one of those motorized cleaners. Just, in two minutes, the guy is gone, going to the next one. So those of, those of you that have been experiencing Maybe some stubborn challenges. And people have been. I tell you, those challenges have been broken. They have been broken this camp meeting. They've been broken by the power of the word of God you have heard here. Once it's broken, you're not going to sit down and, you know, you know if, if, if somebody comes here and just comes to the right equipment and cleans this place off, what you cannot bother doing now is go and get to brush out again and start cleaning the floor because it's been broken. So what we have to do now is do what? Begin to enforce enforce the destruction of that challenge in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about the word of God that we have received there. Because when we live here, all the people that are shouting with you They'll go to the house. Bible says the devil is a roaring lion. That means he goes out roaring. So you're still going to hear some remnant of noise. As if those things have not gone. Sometimes you might still hear some remnant of symptoms. You may still hear remnants of, of, of complaints. People might call you and say, ha ha. You haven't gotten that job. You haven't gotten a job yet. What are you doing? I think you should do something else. But what you have to do is enforce what you have received in camp meeting with God's word today. And say, no. And how are you going to enforce it? It's It's not going to be like, I'm going to just teach you one very simple thing you're going to do. Just do it every single day. Every single day. I, I, I try to simplify things in my life. I know I can't remember every single challenge that come my way. Some, they, before they even come, they go. And some people, I, won't, I don't know, they have challenges until people tell me this is a challenge. Yeah, really? Me, I just push through it every day. But what I do, are the ones that I... Because if you want to remember all... The Bible said, look, temptations come to righteous people. Trials come to right. If you want to remember every single challenge in your life, look, you will, have, you will focus on the wrong thing. But I focus on something and say, Lord, this one, this one, this one, this one, 
I want it gone. And the reason why you say I want it gone is not because I don't want the others gone. It's because, you see, if you have, if you have like, a, like a garden that is overgrown and you have some wild, maybe rats or something living in there, the day you put fire in that garden to clear the garden, you also clear the rats. You also clear all the bugs that you don't want, spiders, whatever, you kill them off. So it's not every single thing that I bother praying about. Because if I'm going to start praying about every, Lord, I pray for this person. I pray for this thing. I mean, it's going to take a long time. The one that comes to my heart, I need to I pray for. But, but you know what? There are miracles you receive that you didn't even pray for. By virtue of what you have done with the word of God you have. So let's go to, let's go to, the, to, the, to this parable. Let's go down to verse um, 23. No, I, w- I want to read something. Let's go back up, st- up to. Um, <clears throat> let's continue. The, let's continue reading down the whole script, the whole chapter, verse, verse ten. His disciples came and asked him, "Why do you use parables when you talk to people?" He replied, "You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not." You know, I used to find this difficult. See, you are permitted. We are permitted. That's why people will look at you and say, oh, what's wrong with people's head? Just believe that somebody died 2,000 years ago and by his death, you are, you are righteous, you are saved, you, you can make all these bold declarations. It doesn't make sense. Bible said the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. You are permitted to understand. People think what we have, the knowledge we have, is common knowledge. The knowledge of the truth of the gospel is not common. Unfortunately, it's not even common in the church. Not mention unbelievers. Have you ever sat down with a, an unbeliever, unbelieving theologian before? I have talked with them. I've watched their. I mean, they they can expound Bible in ways that will your mouth will drop. I'm not joking. They were explaining, saying, yeah, he's in back. And the guy will show, yeah, he's there now. Look at it. Yes. But they don't have that understanding. To us, we, it has been given to understand. Hallelujah. The secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. <laughs> to those who listen to my teaching, more on. I mean, have you ever thought about it that you are with two of you are hearing the same thing? And within six months, somebody else has moved on. You say, oh, you know, it's just time and chance happens. You forget that time and chance happened to them all. It was just fortunate. Those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. If you, in, 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 in King James said they will have an abundance. Their abundance of knowledge, I know it says knowledge here, but it's not just knowledge. It's an abundance. They will have an abundance in everything. He used the word, those who listen. Now, he's not talking about listening with just, I heard the sound. After all we have done and the celebration and laying of hands and the, and the worship and I mean they've been great. Make sure you listen. And now you, it's impossible to say you remember everything everyone has said up here. That's why you have to get the tapes or you have to get the tapes. <laughs> Download it. You know, some of us are still in the 19th century. <laughs> you have to download the messages or watch it on, on, online. Again and again and again. For those who listen, more understanding. You know what you really want to understand is more revelation. That revelation is what cannot be taken from you. I pray I can get to the bottom where I want to get to. But that, that listening, that word listening, 
attending your ears. It's not just playing the message. You understand what I'm saying? If today I say I'm a, I'm a millionaire coach, I want to coach you, and when I finish by evening, everyone are listening to me, will have a million naira in their account. You know that a lot of people bring a notepad, they'll sit down here, and they will, they will listen carefully to all my instructions. When I, you know, I was talking to uh, me and uh, Reverend Sheikhs were discussing something that happened in, in Zaria, and there was this brother that was prophesying some, you no, know, it was under the demonic spirit. <laughs> but he said some things that were like startling to some of the brethren there, and it was really, really good. Like, yeah, nobody knew about this about my life. He prophesied it, and the people, as a result, because they felt this is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. People, they filled exercise books. Demons just prophesied nonsense to them. Don't wear shoe, wear sandal, shave your hair, don't do, I mean, absolute, just, if some of them, it just it finished their brain for, <laughs> for a long time. I pray that they have recovered because some of them take them away. But then they were done. I know one of my, my friends, he told me he took off his shirt. It was hot. They were sweating and they were just <laughs> listening. Amen. I wonder if it was just, if it was actually God that spoke and you were listening that way. Just imagine where you would have been. I mean, I think I said they were there for days. <laughs> when he left, eventually it was like, it was, it was <laughs> I think I said something. He said, no. He just said, no. <laughs> and I got and left. You know that you have left somewhere. Even the cool breeze that will meet you as open the doors. What day am I? What day is day? We got in here on Monday and is it Friday or Saturday? I forgot it because they were there for the sweat and he was doing holidays. So nobody was around in Suleiman Hall. They just locked themselves in. <laughs> you know when the devil caught them in the trap, just sealed them in there and, and gave it to them. I wish God can catch us like that and give it to us. This is what we've been doing here. Oh. God has been cut, cut us here, put us here, and has been giving it to us for like six days now. The worst thing we can do is after all they're giving, we just forgot. And, <laughs> whew, that was very hot. And just go away. No. At least nobody has said that, said that you should shave your head, you should wear, don't wear, you wear sh- short knicker only. No. <laughs> Never wear trousers. Never wear, you know, don't take your bath. You know, you know, some, some, you know, I know the devil just knows how to. Have you ever thought about why the devil, I mean, what is the point of that? I mean, really, do you know why the devil does that? It's just to put you to shame. Oh. It's to put you to shame, man. And we now tell God, look at them. Yeah, people that are telling me that. Yeah, yeah. I just tell them to take off their shoes now and start hopping. And they're doing that. Hallelujah. But if we, Bible said, if you truly listen, just like we've heard, oh my goodness, this iPad has gone. Was he listening? Not, not working in the spirit at all. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Those who truly listen, more understanding will be given. And as a result of the understanding, and they will experience an abundance. I tell you one thing. Yes, we should scream because we, we are in obedience. But we should scream with understanding. You should understand when I scream, I'm declaring. I mean, I, 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 I had this vision. I had this vision that when we get to heaven, you know, do you, have you ever seen when a pop star arrives? A very popular pop star, I mean, when I'm when in the 80s, when Michael Jackson comes, he's on, he's on, and God just showed me a vision of us entering heaven, and that is the screaming the angels, if I like the screaming they do when people get born again. Yeah. Yay! Do you know, that is the screaming they even do. Not only when you get to heaven, when you walk in understanding. 
That is screaming they do when you walk in the understanding. So in Revelation. That's why we also scream here. Because they scream knowing. It's with knowledge. It's not that there's an excitement. You know, sometimes people are screaming. You start screaming. You don't know why. Say, I don't know. Right? But they're all screaming. You scream. Your voice will go like my voice. And you go and take uh, peppermint or something. And, then, and, and that's all. Nothing changed. Boys scream with understanding, knowing, knowing. Hallelujah. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have. Because everybody has little understanding as you are born again. What little understanding you have, they will be taken away from them. That means they will enter into, if you enter more understanding, you get abundant. What happens when you enter, when you have, when the little understanding you have, into even deeper poverty? You don't have a party or money. It could be anything. That is why I use these parables. Now look at it. That is why I use these parables. I, I look at that. Just said, you know why? What God just told me. The reason why I don't want them to understand is because I have mercy on them. Because these people are not listening at all. They, he's talking about the unbelievers and other people. They're not listening at all. He said, if, if they understand, then. If they, if they could understand, if they had the potential of understanding, and I open their eyes to see it, and they, are not, and they don't listen, then their case will be worse. So, these guys that they are not even born again, I don't let them understand the truth of the gospel. I, I block it from them. Because their case will be worse. Because they now have an understanding, and they have not listened to it. They refused it, so... <laughs> there will be no excuse because the accuser will say, they know, they know, they know. You have to deal with them because they don't, they are not, they're, not, they're refusing to do the right thing. And I say, but they don't know. I can't deal with them. I give them time. But for us, let's go down with so verse um, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see. Trust me, once you're born again, your spirit comes alive, the eye of spirit is poop, pops open. You have the ability to see. Blessed are your eyes because they see. And your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but he didn't hear it. Now, listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those that hear the message. Now, he's talking, he's not, these are not unbelievers. Don't think they are unbelievers. They hear the message and don't understand it. They just didn't, no attempt to, they just understand it. Ugh. Because their heart is not there. They are not listening. And the devil takes it away. For instance, somebody is teaching, somebody is teaching and all you are doing is just talking at the back. You are hearing the message. You see it's coming there. Do you know something? There is passive listening. You know? I can be talking if I say, but when I mention one million, do you know you immediately hear that one? You will not hear what happened before it. Or what happened after it? What I said after it? But you will not... Oh, one million. Mm. So the word was entering, but it was, it was just poof, going out. And you know why? Because the devil is there. His demons are there. Actively. Oh, you know, you, you have to go and warm that, that kose you ate yesterday. Or you have to make that 
um, beans is, uh, I think you have to watch for me, might be getting spoiled, the soup. You have, oh, we have to, um, you'll be thinking all kind of nonsense, and the message is coming in. Oh, gosh, I'm really hungry. Oh, I don't know when they will finish now. You know, I'm not saying you're not feeling hungry, but you know, if I mention one million, that hunger will just poop in. It has happened to me, I'm not lying. It happened to me before. We have been distracted, and some just, I just hear something, oh, really? I oh God, what am I, what am I doing all this? I didn't even listen to what we are saying. Because the devil is always, trust me, he's always trying to steal God's word from your heart. All the things we've been hearing here, the devil is trying to steal from your heart. Straight away, he steals it. Why does he have to steal it? Because the word is still being kept there. It's there. You know, if you plant a seed, you put it on the ground, it will be lying down there. And all he's trying to do is to pick it up. But if he leaves it long enough, the rain will fall. No matter how hard that ground is, it will, will germinate. If he leaves, if he never makes a mistake of leaving God's word in, in your, even a person, that's why sometimes some people will say when they are sleeping, they leave message on. If you keep listening, even in your sleep, after a while, you, have you ever had this situation where you are sleeping and you, you, you thought you were hearing one music and you wake up, and you start humming, and you find that the music was playing. If you put on a message, and you keep hearing message, round the clock, round the clock, round the clock, round the clock, one day you wake up, you just remember some words just come out. Some scriptures, especially if you put the Bible on, and you go to bed. You wake up in the morning, you just had some scriptures just come out, popping out from your mouth. You don't even know when you heard it. Because there is passive listening. So they will say, God, doing as much as you can. Come on, take it, take it. Hold your hold your Don't leave anything behind. Amen. That's why it's very dangerous to get and uh, distractions one of the worst. It's, it's, it, some distractions are just devilish. Amen. Some distractions are just devilish because you see, not everything you hear right now that you can record right away, but as long as you are listening regularly, you know when pressure comes, those things pop out. Distraction. You're going back to your respective churches and homes. Remember distractions. Bible says that Jesus went to visit uh, Mary and Martha. And Mary, uh, Martha was running up and down, cooking, doing all the things for Jesus. And Mary sat down and was listening to him. And she was upset. She said, Please tell myself, come and help me. I mean, look at all this I'm doing. And he said, Yeah, Martha, you're worried about so many things. You are worried about so many things, but Mary has chosen what's important. When you have to hear God's word, you have to be. I'm not saying you take off as singlet like those my friends and lock themselves up in the room <laughs> and we hear it, but you have to be there, focus. Amen. Verse 20, the seed on the rocky represent those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they have, they don't have deep roots, they don't last long and they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. You know what? This, this God dealt me for a long time with this passage because he said, Strangely, this is where many believers are. You know, if you have like a curve, like a curve where people, where the message is being stolen, the, 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 the majority of believers are under this category of people who hear God's word and rejoice. You make declarations. Today, you will not leave this place without everything you believe. You're going to get a million naira. You're going to get a lot today. And you, you rejoice. And you know what the Bible says what? They receive it with joy and immediately it sprouts. They receive the, what, the, the declaration. They actually receive the declaration. They actually receive the miracles. Immediately they receive the word with joy and it sprouts up. The leaves, the, the plant sprouts up. That means you actually get what, 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 what they are rejoicing about.
but they don't have deep roots this is where we talk about the listening part the focus on god's word the meditation the hearing and hearing and hearing again that's where the roots are that's why you have deep soil and root is spread i'll tell you one short story when i, I some time ago you know i'm a very adventurous person so I, I i i one day i woke up i said i want i just uh, i want to plant ugo plants in uk it's very cold there went to my garage opened the door hmm what do i need here now i went and got some wood i have some woodworking i built a giant box really big massive box i built it about four foot by four foot by i mean you can enter inside and sleep with a lid i put four fluorescent tubes on top i had a heater inside Somebody sent us a mugu seed. I planted it. And it grew. When, when, I, when I carried one of my pastor friend, I opened the, I opened the lid. He just said, ah, it's Ugu now. I said, yes. <laughs> I was shocked. I said, how ah, so well, you know, I can do I'm a G. <laughs> I was feeling cool myself. The thing just came up. The leaves were fatter than the ones I used to see in the market. I was like, mm. I said, yeah, we'll all be coming here and be snipping this thing every day. And we're not buying from the shop anymore. Fresh Ugu leaves big fat pots as a group older i put new in change the pots change the pot because and the weather was getting colder and colder outside so i was turning up the heat you know what about good plants you put one plant here eh? you can fill up this whole place one day i just realized that my plant just stopped growing i watered it i don't know put some you know we have plant food did everything increase the light increase the heat it didn't grow after a while, one leaf dog went and fell off. I said, what? Not, not, not going to happen to me. I have invested my time on this. I expect that when it has grown fully, I, I will host some of my friends, my Nigerian friends will come here and they want to see my, <laughs> my agricultural prowess in my, my garden. Oh, I said, okay, maybe that's that the problem. So I went and got on that one and put it. I did it three times. They got to the same height and they died one foot plus just died ah. what so the 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 third or the fourth one i said okay no i'm going to put it in the garden let's just see if it will survive so i dug a hole remove it when i pull it from the plant i didn't see any soil do you know what i saw roots the whole thing was full of roots ogre plant if you plant it here the roots can be on the road it can be up to 20, 30 meters away for it to be able to survive. The roots, it was too shallow. There is no amount of fertilizer, no amount of encouragement that can encourage it. They can encourage you. Somebody come to, if you keep coming to church and they encourage you, but you don't grow roots. You'll be like, plant it, sprout, die. Plant it, sprout, die. Plant it, sprout, die. Because you're not spending time to listen continuously listen deepening their roots he didn't say the plant uh you know he said the plant um he said the plant died that means that you are believing god for without some people say why why is that when we come competing we hear all these great messages i got healed i go home i'm celebrating two weeks later three months later the sickness came back with a vengeance you know the vengeance you used to receive in camp meeting? That vengeance, you have to receive, you have to keep it with listening, getting that God's word. Vengeance. Wake up every morning. Mm, if you have to, get the tape. Mm, go to bed. Wake up. Mm, because what are you doing? I'm deepening my roots. I make sure I have soil and I make sure I have roots. I'll tell you a story. This is what God told me. See, when I said weeds or grass. Do you know when you're traveling, those of you who travel up north, we're traveling in the car, you see some people they will, doing races, they want to catch rats. They will, they will fire on one end, fire on that end, and some people with some big sticks. Killing the rats, right? Sometimes you just get to one place, just the whole place black. They burnt it all down. Nothing. You know, in Europe, they were so upset. Who is that? This? They destroyed the environment. But people say, nah. It's right now. <laughs> Let it rain. Rain two or three times. Maybe one time sometimes. What happened? 
then everything just changed. Do you know why? It did not affect the roots. All that thing you did, you can kill it, you can burn it, you can even. I mean, I, my dad used to farm till we had a tractor. You can use tractor and go till it. You can spray it. Three weeks later, you have to come back with hoe and weed again. You, there's nothing you will do. Sometimes some people have to come out with excavator and remove the soil. That's the only option. Because that grass is a stubborn thing. The roots have gone to places that you cannot get to with your normal hoe and digger. So no matter trials you face, and them tell you, you will face trials. Don't think that because we have abundance flowing. That, you know, sometimes you get abundance flowing, then pressure will come for you to spend the abundance in ways you didn't plan to. <laughs> you get all money and say, ah, there's one guy now. This guy, he needs to get his money right now because something bad will happen to you if you don't. And you know, I mean, you just can't do it. You have to get, you have to just, and yeah, God, you know, I have trusted God. I believe God and everything just came. And now I can't even enjoy this. God, this is not, no. The grass may be burnt and it does get burnt. But that root cannot be touched. It's like, have you, have, if you watch um, some movies where, where they show, like, um, on the ICU where they have the, the screen, and then your heart monitor goes, bing, bing, and then when the person dies, they go, That's not even a good example. Example I want to give you, there's something called uh, uh, a seismic machine. They used to measure earthquakes. When there's earthquake, the thing will move like that. But normally it just goes like flat line or just tiny movements. You know, the roots, eh, just imagine it's a flat line. Whatever is going up there doesn't shake it, doesn't move it, doesn't turn you around. You can't change your mind or change your plans about God just because of circumstance. If you find you are changing, I don't think this is God's will. I think this is, I don't, or somebody, there's somebody I know that keep, well, they are changing church, changing church, changing church. And one person, one person said, well, what is it that you are really looking for? If you have deep roots, eh, when you know what you are looking for, it's not whether the pastor is doing this or doing that that you are looking for. You will understand a lot better than that. If you are always having a change of mind, God told you this today, but I think there was a mistake I didn't hear properly. It's because there was no roots at all. You did not tend to develop God's word in that area. The things you've heard in camp meeting, the worst thing you can do, celebrate and rejoice and be excited and go, and don't develop on it. That's the worst thing you can do. Because what happens is that it is vexing to the heart that after God has healed me, a war sickness now came, and this one is really like, this is the one, no. This is the one. No chance. Because people, I know, I've, I've met believers who said, I'm tired, let me go. I'll tell you, so it's not a very good story, but it's happened. Like Pastor Ekana is here. One day I felt very sick in Zara, and I was, I, 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 I it came, came very bad. I, I, I was hallucinating. And they took me to Pastor Shahadu's hospital. I said, Kana, I think I want to go now. Please, I'm tired. You can say, I will slap you there. <laughs> if you say that, I will slap you there with my sickness and everything. I will slap you. Keep, keep shut up. <laughs> you can say, man, slap me. Eh? That's the only thing you can say. You can say, oh no, uh-uh. that's not working by faith. I will slap you there. If you say that. <laughs> and you know what? It worked. All the hallucination disappeared immediately. It's true. If we was get slapped with this with this pain. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Where was I? Thank God saved you. Didn't do that thing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I know. Look, I'm running out of here. So even if I break down, whatever I can talk, I just pew. <laughs> no, I will try my best. Deep roots. I mean, I, I, let's see. Uh, let's try and 
biblical for speed. Bible says in verse 22, the seeds that fell among thorns represent those that hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by worries of this life. And the lure of wealth. When I, when I read this, I, I said, I, something I've always said when I, when I listen, I said, before, I'm, I used to be quick to make judgments. That guy is not working by faith. How can you talk like I'm so disappointed in you? And, and, and one day God replied, said, don't be quick to judge people. People have problems. Judge people. What you should, what I would say, judge, but what I can look at is when the person refused refuse to, to develop themselves properly and allow this thing to fester. Perhaps the worries of this life. Worry is a sign or a symptom of unbelief. Unbelief, unbelief is a sin. Unbelief is a sin. Which of you, by worrying, by taking thought, can make you can make yourself grow taller by one inch? Say, I'm so short. This is so sad. No matter how much you worry, you're not gonna grow taller. Amen. I am still waiting to see how worrying helps anyone. That, I always ask God to have a revelation to, to show on us that we stop worrying. Because it's a revelation you need to understand that worrying helps no one. It doesn't help me. It's like fire is burning in my house. I get so upset. I run inside. In my process of running inside, I use my leg and kick a can of kerosene. Where are my children? Where are my children? Where are my children? Where are my children? After a while, the whole house is on fire now. Maybe the children are hiding somewhere. I've not set the fire to where they are hiding. That's what worry does. It destroys what the problem is not even destroyed yet. It finishes it off. They have the revelation of God's word, though. The Bible says that it, it grew, but almost quickly, worry of this life, pressures of this life come. It's a lot of pressure. Make you make decisions, think, say things you should not say. Contrary, these are not people that don't have deep roots. They have deep roots. I mean, they know God's word. But they still worry. That's why the Bible didn't say the plant, the plant doesn't die. Just have no fruit. You eventually to die. Because if, if you don't have any food, eventually the ombudsman, the Bible says, anyone that doesn't grow food, what happened? Come and cut you off. No fruit. It's the most painful thing to have, to have spent all your life, all your maybe last six months, tending to your farm and everything, and it grows and it doesn't have anything on it. Nothing. After you spend fertilizer, money, energy, and all, nothing. Worry kills off. The remaining things that the problem has not killed. And the layer of wealth. Thank God, Reverend, share the scripture, Matthew 6. I know pressure. Pressure makes us. But one day I sat, I turned and talked to myself. I said, Look, we have to understand what money really is. It's just a tool. Once it becomes more than a tool to you. Once it becomes an end, you know, like I have some in the, in the UK, you have some people that love tools. They gather them, go to their garage, they just have every tool. The latest one, expensive one, they don't some are in the plastic wrapper, they've never used it before. So this hammer has a titanium coated hammer and has a gold handle. What will I do with this? It's a hammer. That's what it is. You're supposed to hammer something. Once money becomes more than what it is, once the things of life becomes what they are, they're supposed to make life easier so you can do things of God better. The lure of wealth is not wealth. It's a lure 
thinking. Please give me two or three minutes, please, and I'm gone. The lure of wealth. You can, you can be speaking God's word, and but if in your heart, there is that, hmm, you know what you're going to do? You're going to make wrong decisions. You're going to make wrong decisions. In fact, most people who are lured never even get to get the wealth. That's the worst part of it. Because they keep getting lured on and on. Oh, it almost happened now. <sighs> I can't come to church this Sunday because, you know, there's one contract I'm chasing and the allergy is, is around today. I have to go and see him. You go there, the man is not there. You sit down there with all the manams and all of them. They go for their prayer. Have you heard them say they won't go and pray because uh, they would go and they would do their prayer, they would do everything. You sit down there. You are supposed to be in church. Uh, you come and say, ah, Brother Christopher. Oh, there's no Brother Christopher here. You didn't go to church today. Um, I'll let you know that thing. Let's just uh, finish it today. <laughs> I say, ah, you can't walk today. You have to come back next week, Sunday. Uh, true. Come back next week, Sunday. Next Monday, you're there again. But the thought and the guy has no regard for you. He has no regard for you at all. Just, this guy is just money. Amen. The lure of wealth. It kills off the fruits. Kills off the fruits. Lastly, it says that the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Ever wondered why Bible says 30, 60? hundred. Say these people, they truly listen. Why you have to use truly this? Why you have to they, they hacking from their heart? They, they listen. But we have to under, we have the ability to understand. The understanding is given to us because we are born again. We have the spirit of God in us. We have the, we have our spirit as our life is joined to the Holy Ghost. We can understand. What you need to do is to put that word in there. Then the understanding will come out. They truly listen and understand. The real part for us here is what? The truly listening. The understanding comes out. And when the understanding comes out, you bring up fruit. Why will some people bring up 30, some 60, and 100? Bible says the soil is good. It's not because of the soil. The seed is the same. It's not because of the seed. It's the listening. Amen. How deeply you listen. How deeply you focus. How deeply you remember those things you have been taught here. That is when the understanding will come. And it will determine the amount of return. Listen, whatever you have received here in camp meeting does not even begin to scratch what God has in plan for you. This is just, I can put it like, it's just a sprouting. It's not the fruit. It's sprouting. Listen, understand, and you'll get it. Pastor, why sit on the edge of your seat? Eh? Is it, uh, come on, finish. <laughs> I'm going to go. The way I sit there, like, mm, you have to move now. I'm going. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's not live here like those foolish people who heard God's word but didn't listen. God stole him from them. You get back, what, did, what happened? Come back, ah, Reverend, well, man, Reverend preached well to the man. I've got blessed. And hands were laid on me. Everything's okay. What, what, did, what did he preach? No, I'm, I'm, I can't remember really, but you know, to a lot of very great, you know, just know you have a problem immediately. I'm going to dig up the messages and listen to them again and again and again and again. The understanding comes out, and then whatever God has started will not quickly wither, will not be fruitless in your life. Amen. Thank you for listening. Messages are freely available. Visit Caruso's Cloud.com slash profile slash Savannah Ministries. 
for download. Or visit www.savannaministries.org for more information.